0: Welcome everyone to the podcast, my name is Karim Yo, 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 Axel speaking here Yup, so uh, for today's episode we're basically gonna talk about the quarterfinals, right? Just discuss the performance yeah. of all those teams, how how they made it
1: into the quarterfinals And who we
0: think will win uh, in these games
1: Yeah, yeah, just a quarterfinal discussion And uh, I guess some of the points that we'll address uh, We'll speak about... Um, um, the most recent games from all teams, so that's gonna be the, the last eight uh, sixteen I guess. Okay. Uh but yeah, let's uh, let's get into it man. Four uh, four games between now and um and Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Should uh, be well, exciting. Yeah,
0: Friday, Saturday the games are in, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright man, first, first game, forward. uh Uruguay and France.
1: Yeah. Uruguay yeah. and France. Not uh bad. let's start with the lineup. Okay. So for I the, mean for France it's pretty much. I think it's gonna be the same, yeah. Yeah, the the the, the exception is that Matuidi is not uh, oh yeah, he got, play because, he got. because of two uh, yeah, yellow cards. I think Tolisso is
0: gonna start. Who do you think? I mean, is it's either Tolisso
1: or uh, Thomas Lemar, I guess. But uh, my guess is that Tolisso will start. Yeah. Um, there,
0: there were rumors that Pogba was not gonna start in this team, and Tolisso is gonna start in his place. No, that's just but, but now, so yeah, I don't
1: know. Based man. on the performances of Pogba, uh, I think he. I mean, because because he had a
0: shaky season,
1: but he had a shaky season. But but the last few games uh, that he's played with France. He is the one who connects. He's the one who makes that link with um uh with Mbappe, those long balls yeah. that he distributes to Mbappe and then Mbappe uses the speed to uh um uh to penetrate the other defense mm-hmm. or to just like out out at run, run them. He is the one who builds the play. Obviously, he's massively helped by Kanté and Matuidi by his sides. Of course. Uh, who yeah. are both like, you know, um anchor breakers. I mean, just like <laughs> incredible like uh uh, runners, stamina for days. yeah. Uh, so they help him a lot and they give him that calmness that he needs to uh, be able to like uh, really uh, pick out his passes and everything. So, I mean, I, I don't think it's even in discussion that he's not going um, to... Yeah, gonna man, start. you're just defending your Manchester United player, but... You can say that, but yeah. I think he showed <laughs> that... I, th- I think this question was valid before the World Cup. Yeah. But very, very valid at that. Uh, but Deschamps is a guy who really, really trusts Pogba a lot. And uh, I think Pogba understood that yo, it's the fucking World Cup. Yeah, yes, uh, I've been, I haven't been at my best in like all these international tournaments. Uh, this team lacks leaders, really. Uh, let me be that one. Let me be the guy who can, you know, um, who can uh, lift Make the difference, lift spirits um, up and, and everything. So yeah. Uh, and then Uruguay, I guess Cavani is he most likely won't. I think today he trained for the first time
0: with the ball since since the other since in you know, the last game. Um, the chances of the chances of him starting, I think, are really low. Um, uh, unless unless, un, 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 unless they start him to see if he can play, if he cannot, they take him off. It's, it's better than him coming in and then going off again, you know. Yeah, but uh, see, but
1: that that's a waste because you remember what happened with uh, Diego Costa? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. in the final against uh, Real Madrid. Yeah. Um, you can either, if you ch- if you take that option, it's it's a, it could be a costly gamble because if the guy can't play like five minutes in, yeah. like just you just you just lost one sub, y- yeah, and he could have been uh, ready for the semifinal if they make it through, if, yeah. So there's always that risk. At least like it's not the final final, so I don't think it's necessary to do that if he's not ready. Obviously, we saw those pictures in training today, uh, but Uruguay is not really. They're keeping their card, their cl- cards uh, close to their chest. And not really disclosing if he's gonna be ready to play or not. Yeah. Um, So there's that, but obviously Stuani is a is a great player as well. It's true that it it makes a massive difference. Like that that whole Cavani Suarez uh, partnership, what they do uh, when they're closing down, um, when they're pressing and closing down the other uh, defenders. I mean, it's just incredible the work rate that that they do. That the whole Cavani
0: for me is like the number ten that defends the most. Uh, You see him like do sprints you know, and, and like give tackles to, to be and, and and you know, just tackle the ball and have mm. like the opposition have a corner kick. This is how far yeah. he runs back. Um and, and you know his combination with Suarez we all saw the, the the first goal uh that he scored um last game and then the second goal was tremendous as well. Mm. Uh yeah well how how do you think the game the game is gonna go, Uruguay and France?
1: Well this is what um first of all France when they defend they defend in four two. Um, And so what they try to do is that they they try to block the passing lanes uh, and they did that beautifully against Argentina. Uh, They actually forced them to be like uh, out wide, you know, to use their width, uh, which we know that Argentina doesn't have. Um, And so when they they really can't do anything on the wings and that worked beautifully for France. Uh, What they need to work on is um, I, I think that their defense can be very disorganized at times. Uh, which is a massive problem if you're facing uh, players like uh, Suarez. Suarez and Cavani. Yeah. Uh, but if they can do this, uh, you know, blocking all the passing lanes in the middle, it can, it can work to their advantage because we know that Uruguay plays a midfield diamond, which means that they concentrate their plays in the middle. They don't really use with that much. What they do actually really, really good is the fact that everybody in this team really, really works hard. Um, and 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 so that makes up for the 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 diagonal the diagonal, um, the, the the midfield diamond that they use yeah. in the middle, um, and everybody works out. I mean, I, I think that Godín and Jiménez are maybe the best part, like defense partnership. Partners in this World Cup. Yeah, yeah, I mean this and and, and I, I guess um, Thiago Silva and uh, and uh, João Miranda. Yeah, they're really really good as well. But the difference is that Jiménez and Godín actually play in the same club too. So they have that consistency, they have that continuity. They've been extremely solid. Godin has been exceptional for me. Yeah. Um, and obviously you also have uh, Fernando Muslera, who's been really, really good for Uruguay for, for uh, like close to a decade now. Um, and also, the Uruguay team is much more experienced than the French team. Uh, they have like six players who have more than 100 caps uh, in the national team, so that's really, really big. And it can be really, really huge uh France I mean the, the nothing to say on their
0: squad do, do do you think i mean even though they won the last game against Argentina but do you think this game might be the breakthrough where they either make it to the end or not this is this is you know going to be a determination for them How? it's going to
1: be a, an important game for them um my I mean all of my responses really depend on if cavani is cuz if if we go in this conversation, assuming that Cavani is like hundred percent fit yeah. and ready to go, yeah, this should be a very very complicated game for France because they have they are very very solid because Uruguay are very solid in the front and very solid at the in the back. Ball. Yeah, I mean
0: that Uruguay they're usually they're known as a defensive team and they yeah. they usually you know defend compact and and let, and you know give the freedom for Suarez and Cavani yeah. uh, to be creative up front. Um, and this is for me how I see the game going. I see really French just having the ball, like, trying to trying to knock the ball around. I'm not sure if they're gonna have the inspiration to really break through and 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 break down the Uruguay defense, uh, given how solid they have been, or given their reputation of being solid in the back. Uh, and then, as you said, you know, having Cavani or not is gonna is gonna be a big. A it's gonna big impact question. a
1: lot, and I mean, the one thing is that uh, we understand that Giroud has to play in this team. Like he has to start because Griezmann has not been as effective as he as he should be. Um, obviously they don't have Benzema <laughs> <laughs> for reasons we won't discuss today because it could have been a tremendous player for them as well. Yeah. Uh but Gil is good in, in the fact that he occupies he tries to occupy the like both centre backs in his role. And what that does is that he can set up beautifully uh Griezmann when he's on form. Right now he's not on form so I think the general consensus is that Mbappe is the one who should have the last ball. So Mbappe links up really beautifully with Giroud. Uh, he lays him up like he did with uh, Argentina. Yeah. Uh, whether it's like you know by little flicks here and there, or like uh, winning the first ball and then um, uh, Mbappe getting the second ball, and then obviously the combination with uh, Pogba uh, just throwing those um, those uh, precise long balls, balls. Yeah. yeah, long balls to Mbappe who can just like outrun anybody. And that's the thing. That'll be the test for Mbappe. Obviously, he has Giroud who can, you know, try to occupy uh, Diego Godin and uh, and uh, Jimenez as much as possible, uh, which will give him a lot of freedom. But also, he has a lot of pace. So, that can be very, very useful. But if you remember in the group chat, uh, when we were discussing with the boys, yo, you don't need to be fast if you're really intelligent tactically. Yeah. yeah. You just need to read the game. So, if Godin is, you know, if Godin is... <laughs> at his uh, yeah, at, I mean, at I his think... best and plays like Godín yeah. plays, it shouldn't be a massive problem for him because he's just exceptional. Yeah, at the back. Yeah, I think he he's be,
0: he's having maybe his best competition, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, in, in a long time. Yeah. But...
1: So Torreira has also been exceptional for this team, and uh, uh, with Uruguay, uh, we are hearing talks that he's going to go to uh, from Sampdoria to uh, Arsenal, um, and also the. Guy who could play for Cavani is Tuani he plays in La liga for uh, Girona yeah um, he's been very exceptional for them the, the, the side was really, was in the second division last year yeah but this year they did good actually in Spain I think in 30 games with them he scored like 21 uh, goals uh, which is massive for a uh, quote unquote small club you know yeah um, so he could be as important as uh, as Cavani. Uh, and maybe he could be a, a bit of a surprise because the players don't know him as much as they know Cavani. So, I mean, for me, it's going to be a, a really, really interesting game. The hard
0: part, man, the hard part. So, who, who do you see winning? Who do you pick? What's your prediction for
1: this game? Uh, all right. Long story short, if Cavani is in this team for sure, I, I, I will go with Uruguay for the upset. Okay. Um, but I think that France has turned the corner as well in terms of mentality uh they've come from behind uh I mean they came from behind last game against Argentina yeah um and so i think that even at their best they have i mean mbappe is really really important for them at this point yeah because they haven't been as effective um offensively as they as they should be yeah. as everybody expected them to be um so with mbappe's pace, they can they they have like a huge advantage um i would say that um we did a bracket at work actually, and I uh, and I said that Uruguay was gonna go through. Okay. Um, I think that Uruguay is, go is gonna go through. Yeah. Yeah. All right,
0: man. Uh, for me, I was conflicted, but since you picked Uruguay, I'm just gonna pick the uh, the other choice, man. I'm just yeah. gonna I'm I'm, I'm I'm gonna pick France, and uh, my reasons are um, the Asia e- I mean, I I watched closely the Egypt and and the Uruguay game, um, and a lot of times I saw. Uruguay panicking a little bit when they were trying to uh, build the play from the back mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times when the Egyptian players was putting pressure on them they were a bit shaky yeah. uh, and this game you cannot you cannot afford to do any mistakes so I feel like uh, Uruguay might uh, at some point maybe do a, one or two mistakes that uh, France will explore uh, and win the game so this is this is how I predict it's gonna go. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Let's see. I mean, I think that France has been very shaky at the back, too. So, let's see, man. But actually, yo, shout out to... um, What's his name? Benjamin Pavard? Yeah, for his goal. I didn't really know him uh, before this World Cup. I mean, I never heard of him. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, he's been fantastic. He runs a lot. He works really, really hard. He's everywhere at the same time. Um, And, you know, obviously now we're hearing, you know, that... Every club in the world wants to sign him. <laughs> w- Want to sign him like uh, yeah. at every World Cup. That's basically. what happens, man. After yeah, yeah, but he's been a shining light in this team because ob- obviously the uh, the starters, uh, the the, the start- starting fullbacks in France should be uh, Mendy and CDB at the other side, but they both had uh, they both had lengthy injuries this season. Yeah. Um. So they're obviously not starting, and it's been uh, Lucas Hernandez and uh, Benjamin Pavard. I mean. Bava has been exceptional for them, so shout out to him as well. All right, man, cool. Let's
0: move uh, to the next game then. Brazil. Uh, I think. I think for me, this is the most exciting game in the quarterfinals. Yeah. I, I, I don't know about you. We can say it's, the, it's uh, the. It will be the best
1: game at this World Cup so far.
0: I think so. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, man. And and I think it's early, it's maybe an early final, man. Um, uh, th- those teams. So far, looks the strongest mm-hmm. in terms of squad and in terms of, you know, they have been getting all the results that they wanted. Uh, yeah. They Perseverance, so everything. Yeah. Uh,
1: what so do you think, man? Analysis. I think that this is the game where Firmino has to start. Um, Bobby Firmino, yes. Of course, man. Of course he has to start. Firmino has to start. I mean... He has been tremendous coming Ga- off the Ga- bench. Gabriel Jesus has Come had on, uh, three, four, four games now. Yeah. Four at this point. Yeah. Um, and for this game, let's not forget that. Uh, I don't think he is going to start though, but we'll, yeah, because Kazem- Casemiro Kazem- is, is uh, unable to play, yeah, uh, for yellow car accumulation. Um, and obviously, normally Brazil they play uh those four at the back, and then Casemiro plays the anchor yeah. role, yeah, 4 3 3. Exactly, yeah, in my opinion, he hasn't been as good as he can be for Real Madrid. Um, and this is what I, I was talking um, about with some of my one of my buddies like uh, Jorginho, uh who plays for Napoli probably going to uh, Manchester City this yeah. season I mean he plays for the Italian national team because he estimated that he was not good enough to make it for the Brazil national team yeah he is arguably the only type of player that they, they don't they, they, that they don't have in this squad they just don't have a player like him like a, like a sort of a regista or some you know, a peer or whatever, who can just like control the tempo behind there, yeah, make everybody feel very relaxed, uh very relaxed on the ball and possession win, I, win I think for Nadine,
0: it would be better at this than Casimiro. Uh, so, if he starts next game, we'll see. He will have to start, because Casemiro is not, is
1: not available. To yeah, play.
0: but the, the question also is, are they gonna change formation, or is he gonna just, be, you know, uh, replacing him and, and do, and play, and, and do the same role, because, because a lot of times when he has been coming in, I think this World Cup, he played with Casemiro as well, mm. both of them having, having both of them
1: on the field, so, uh. So, this is the thing with, with Belgium. Belgium, they attack with five, five guys. Lukaku on top, uh... Azar and Mertens right behind him. Uh, and then on the flanks, obviously, you have uh, Thomas Meunier and, uh, oh, cool. and Carrasco. So this is a little bit... The way they play, the, that front three, uh, they try to stay narrow. It's a little bit like what um, AS Roma did to Barcelona last year in the Champions League. Uh, with Zeko being Lukaku and then uh, um, Nangolan. And uh, who's the other guy? The Polish guy or Czech, Czech Republic guy? Uh, Krik? No. Chick. Chic, yeah, 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 yeah. So Chic and Angolan, they play very close to um, to Zeko, which means that the back four has to stay compact, um, and it means that the midfielder cannot drop, cannot um, go up to. Yeah. Obviously, behind, they have uh, uh, Witzel and De Bruyne. De Bruyne, he's much more behind than he is at Manchester City. Yeah, I
0: mean, I mean, people are talking, oh, where is the Man City, De Bruyne? I think yeah. he's, he's just playing a really different role. He's, different role. Much, he's, he's been, much deeper. Yeah, he's uh, good. He's been good. He has been really good, man. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's one of the best in the world, honestly. Um, it's, it's true that you, 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 you haven't seen him involved in a, a lot of chances mm-hmm. up front just because he plays way deeper.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. simple, man. I think that based on this conversation, I think that uh, Roberto Martinez's choice in not bringing Raja Langolan has been justified, actually. Okay. Because it's true that he could have been helpful in this team. He could be helpful in any team. But the problem with him, and this is what we hear all over the internet and people who are in the known, quote unquote. Yeah. This guy cannot be on the bench. Like he just can't stand be- being. Man, on I the don't bench. know. I don't uh, like. I personally don't like this excuse. What do you mean he
0: doesn't like to be on the bench? Like, because I at mean, the, you, you, no, no, no.
1: This is the thing at the World Cup.
0: Just like noyer you know, people were like, "Oh, he can't be on the bench. Yeah. Uh, if if you bring him, you you're either gonna start him or don't bring him at all.
1: Yeah. I think for Nayer it's different. For for Neuer it's a problem of. Uh, I think it's about respect there, and 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 hysteria. Instead in, okay. in, in, in the national in the national um, team. team, I think that's a bit different. For for Nainggolan, the problem is, it's the spirit and the energy that he that he displays when he's not playing. Because obviously, everybody wants to start, yeah. but then as a player, you have to accept the choices of your of your of your uh, your coach. You know yeah. that you're gonna get your chance. You know when you're gonna be needed, when you're gonna be important for the team. That's when you have to step up. Yeah. But a player like Reginald Nangolan you know he's going to be dissatisfied he's going to start like you know bad nothing the the coach and then like the atmosphere in the <laughs> in the training camp is not yeah. going to be as as good and as pure okay. as it should be okay, because enough. obviously um he is not a he's not a, a number 6 really or i think he he's much more forward yeah and and we've seen already that debron is playing so behind
0: yeah and and Maybe Nangolan would, would not be as um, committed or, 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 or actually might take a lot of risk yeah. that Martinez doesn't want him to be. Yeah. And, and that De Bruyne, uh, he's just really you know performing as the coach wants him to do. Yeah. Maybe that, that, I think that also is, is an aspect yeah. of not bringing Nangolan. but...
1: Yeah, it's a tough choice. Anyway, know, getting back to the, the analysis, uh, that's how Brazil attacks... That's how Belgium attacks, sorry, five men. And then what they try to do... Um, they try to uh, obviously keep the the, the the front three very compact, uh, which forces the full back to to stay uh, compact with their center backs as well. Which means that Thomas Meunier and Carrasco have all the space on the flanks that they yeah. need, and they can just like push uh, push up front and then uh, put those crosses in because we know that also Lukaku is very good in the air. Um, but what they also do. Uh, De Bruyne, he plays very behind, but what they do is he, he, he kind of plays the Tony Cruz role in this team, um, in that when the front when the five men are attacking like that, it forces um, the back five of Brazil to well Brazil or any other side that they're playing against to stay behind, which means that De Bruyne has that that space like you know the twenty five yard like yeah. right right in front of the the, the, the box where he can actually think ahead be yeah 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 and like pick out those passes this is what tony cruz does uh, with real madrid and this is how um, lukaku scored uh, his first goal actually against panama i think uh, when when de bruyne like just put in that 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 um, that uh, outside foot um, so what they can they, they can do that but if brazil who do you, who do you think will
0: have position of the ball like who's going to dominate this game in terms of knocking the ball around cuz i think
1: that's also like an important question I think uh, Brazil for, for for this game, really. I think, I think in this game, yeah. Brazil has to be on the front foot. Brazil has to be very um, interesting. Very okay. Brazil has to be very uh, proactive, because what we've seen so far, it's true that they've, they they uh, they've been very solid mentally. They always try to uh, persevere and 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 they give everything until the yeah. last minute we've okay. seen this against costa rica as well okay. when we're like yo what the fuck yeah like the 90th minute it was still zero okay. zero yeah they scored two goals in, in injury time Man,
0: honestly i for I, me... I think that
1: they have to make it count they haven't they haven't done so okay uh uh so far against mexico they didn't take those early chances that like they could have uh, they could have done yeah they need to be on the front foot and what I think
0: they should do, and, and, and do you think like they need to? But do you think they're actually gonna execute it? Like they're gonna go into the game, trying to you know get possession of the ball, and, and, and I think this and, is how
1: they get around and, and trying to force Belgium to defend most this, of the game. This or, is how they will suffocate uh, Belgium. This is how they can suffocate Belgium. Yeah. For now, they only have had one anchor man in Casemiro. If in front of the front four they put Fernandino. And Paulinho uh, next yeah. to each other. Yeah. Axel Witzel, he cannot, he cannot go as as uh, as up as he he wants to because yeah. those two will keep him at the back. Okay. Also, if you have uh, Firmino instead of uh, uh, Gabriel Jesus, Firmino, we know him. He defends like uh, I mean. Yeah.
0: Work class. His his work rate and yeah. and
1: and, and def- like he has a lot of stamina, which allows him to. Go deep and help out. Help out in, in, uh, in a lot of in a lot of,
0: Yeah, physical. He, yeah. He's,
1: he's a physical player as and well. And similarly, he goes up 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 top as well, yeah. and, uh, and yeah, does he, work. Yeah, yeah. So I think that they have to play those two players, Paulinho and Fernandinho, uh, which will, will it will force Axel Witzel to stay behind. He can't really affect the game. Yeah. Um, from an offensive point okay. of view, obviously they have Neymar. Uh, Neymar and Azar play like a similar role, kind of. Neymar has been very—I mean, Tite is—we um, have to give credit to Tite because he's been a tremendous coach for Brazil since he joined. And this is what uh, they do with the team. Neymar plays on the left. William plays on the right. William is expected to—William is expected to be a like a old-fashioned winger, just like stay on that wing and hug the wing. Yeah. Neymar plays on the wing, but obviously when they, when Marcelo. I think he's fit. Uh, I've seen him training and everything. I think he should be back for this game, actually. Yeah. Uh, Marcelo goes uh, up front. What Neymar does, he makes those diag. He's on the wing, but then in the final third, yeah. he makes that diagonal run. Yeah. And when he makes that run, he takes all the players with him. This is how they scored against Mexico. He cuts in the middle. He's on the wing. He goes in the middle. All the players follow him. And then what you see, William goes on the other side. And he, he backs Hill, he, yeah. he, he he gives a uh, yeah. back-heel pass to, to William. William then, uh, Nobody's personally. on William. Yeah. William is extremely free. Yeah. And this is what Azal does as well for for Belgium. He's on the wing on the left, but he tends to cut inside, yeah. and he takes all the players with him. So, I mean, I think it's going to be a very, very interesting matchup. Um, man, it's it's going to be... I, I think I, I see Brazil coming out on top. What do you think? Uh,
0: I mean, I I disagree. Uh, it's not that I disagree, but I, I, th- I think the game is going to go uh, the other way around. Okay. Uh, because I, I personally have been surprised of how well Brazil has defended mm-hmm. uh, this World Cup. Uh, and how well they, they, they... A lot of times... Uh, actually, when Brazil lose the ball, they don't really fight to get it as soon as they can. Mm-hmm. But what they do is they drop back, sit... And then, and, then, and then hope that uh, they can take advantage of counterattacking because because of the pace and the speed and the skills of Neymar mm. and all the other players around him like uh, Coutinho, uh, uh, Willian, uh, Marcelo, uh, Jesus as well. Yeah. Uh, and, and I believe that will be actually their strategy for this game. I really believe that Brazil, uh, they're not going to bother by trying to force Belgium to defend but in the, but they were going to be the one be, you know sitting sitting in the back a little bit and trying to explore a lot of those counterattacks um and if the scenario ha- and if the scenario ends up by Belgium you know scoring a goal too maybe that this will be the moment for them uh, to go and try to grab it but i really i really think that brazil going to try to explore a lot of those counterattacks at the same time, also I think Belgium has struggled a little bit with a team that sits back, and that has been proven against Japan and how Japan has hurt them. Mm. So for me, it's yeah, for me it's going to be the other way around. That's the best strategy for Brazil. Uh, Belgium going to have most of the ball, and and yeah, this is how because I see it. Man, Belgium has
1: conceded quite a few goals. Actually, they have problems at the back. I think also it's it's it there it's there's no stability really, and obviously they a, they play a back three. Yeah. Um they have uh, Aldevarald on the right and uh um Jan Vertonghen on the left. In the middle last time uh Kompany uh played his first game for like 90 minutes. Uh before that it's been uh Bo- Bo- Boyaka, Bo- what's his name? Who? I can't really remember. He's been he's been playing a black black defender, been playing in a, in the center of the back three for Belgium. Bo- Boyaka something like that. Anyway, uh, the, the, the most recent game against Japan, it was, uh, Vincent Company who played in the middle, uh, Vertongen on the, Vertonghen on the left and then Aldovar on the right. Yeah. Um, they've had problems on the left. I mean, Vertongen he likes to go up front, uh, between those two, those two defenders. He's the one who tries to affect the game, um, um, by, by actually going a little bit. They actually interchange. Um, and and obviously Vertonghen is very also a very good um, uh, ball playing defender so they, they take they take turns actually in going up front and trying to affect the game um, and picking out those passes with the long balls but Brazil has been very solid defensively they've only conceded one goal I think one so goal far. yeah. and then Belgium has conceded um, at least four four goals man yeah, yeah two against Tunisia. Actually, yeah two, two against Japan. Japan as well yeah that's that it. it. They didn't concede against England. No, no, England
0: they won one zero. Panama they won three zero. Yeah.
1: So, uh... so I mean, yeah, and it's... it's it. They what they've showed is that um, we can talk about the most two recent uh, international competitions: twenty fourteen World Cup, twenty sixteen. Uh, Euros when the side was not mature yet. Obviously, yeah. this is their. Goal. I, th-
0: I think this is the competition where yeah. I have seen Belgium be the the, the, yeah, 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 the most yeah. dangerous, the most complete team. Yeah. All the players, I think, they are at
1: their peak performance. Yeah, golden generation. Uh, yeah. Uh, and yeah, so this time they've actually this time. I, th- around, I, th-
0: I think it's now or never. Maybe next World Cup.
1: Uh, even, even if their competition because, because finishes people, tomorrow. Yeah. They will have proved that they are very different from uh, what they were two years ago. Yes, yeah. Um, so it's good for them, and also like coming and and
0: credit also goes to the coach because yeah, you yeah, know yeah. they have been changing coaches yeah. every
1: every big competition, yeah. and this
0: is the one competition where for me they look the the, the you know at the most complete. Um,
1: yeah, so, coming uh, from behind as well, you know, against Japan, staying yeah. calm and and knowing that they can affect, they can really uh, turn things around. You know, uh, Lukaku has been a very good leader in this team. Eden Hazard as well. Um, and also, they have you know obviously company. Even if he doesn't play, he still affects the dressing room. Yeah, well. yeah, they yeah. have a good bench as well, actually. You know, Yanosia is on the bench. Um, Dembele is on the bench. Dembele is on the bench. Yeah, man. Uh, do you agree with that? Do you think that? Dembele. Dembele uh, I would say they played Pietro good Kuch- so far. So I'm not gonna.
0: I'm not gonna. You know. Uh, Doubt the the coach decision since they have been playing good so yeah. far. So, I guess uh, fair enough.
1: I I, yeah. I generally I would prefer Dembele over. Yeah, I think I, I
0: think ninety nine percent of the people would just be and because of where Witzel plays also and where the Dembele plays. But yeah. if if they have been performing well, then you know. Yeah. What can you say, man?
1: Yeah, fair so, enough. And, and Witzel has been in the team longer, so maybe that affects. Uh, that's
0: how. Yeah. All right, man. So, how do you think score of the game? Who's gonna win and how? Brazil will go through brazil go through Brazil yeah we'll through. Uh, do you um any score any you know goals they i see I 3-1 know. 3-1 for brazil Three one come yeah.
1: on man that's a lot of goals 3-1 for brazil i don't know
0: for me I th- for me i th- i think brazil is gonna go through as well but maybe with one or two goals i can just um, see them
1: opening opening up that that defense like uh like butter sometimes i don't know man we'll see all right man
0: let's move on uh next game yeah sweden and england First time England goes through with penalties, you know, uh, they were... Uh, Yo, we got to talk historic. about this, man. Um, we, we, the young boy, I think the young squad of England, man. they're showing
1: some character. Um, England had a golden generation around 2004, and, yeah. you know, when Beckham was there, Ferdinand was there, Lampard, uh, Scholes were, were there, right. Scholes was there, Lampard was there, John Terry was there, yeah. uh, Stephen Gerrard was there. Yeah. I mean, seriously, it, it's just... Ashley Cole was there. Yeah. And they didn't They didn't win. Gary Neville was there. I mean, they, were, they just had an insane squad, and they should have won something, arguably, but the, the conversations that the coaches that they had were too restrictive. I mean, Rio Ferdinand has been saying that recently that they were not allowed. Uh, apparently, when uh, Sven Gorenson, whatever, was appointed coach, he told him, like, I don't want my center backs to be to play with the ball. I don't want them to have the ball. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, um, we had a I good, mean,
0: I mean... Uh... The Premier League is about long balls, you know, and 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 winning the second ball. Yeah, so that's. But he's not a Premier
1: League. He's not a Premier League. He's not a Premier League manager. I know, but perhaps he was and, like. And also,
0: it's, it's in the DNA of the players.
1: It's, it's in the not an, DNA. It's of, not in the DNA okay. because know, because Rio has always been a ball playing defender. Even with, even his partnership uh, with um, with uh, Nemanja Vidic. Okay. Vidic was the enforcer, kind of like the. the you know the yeah. solid guy. Yeah. Obviously, Rio was also strong physically, yeah. but he was good with, with the ball at his feet, uh, and he and he could actually start start um, an attack from the back. Okay. Like if you have good 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 ball playing defenders, yeah. you have to use them at their capacity. This is why Guardiola, you know, prefers certain type of defenders over others. This mm. is why he prefers certain goalkeepers over over others. Yeah, uh, and this is why in this team you have uh, John Stones. And Harry Maguire, uh, because they're also very good with the ball. And arguably, I mean, Kyle Walker has been playing with uh, Pep Guardiola for a year now too. Yeah. So he's he's had that that kind of like uh, training and formation for a year. Um, yeah. to be good uh, behind. Obviously, he won the league uh, this year as well. But I think that for me, the most important is the the spirit of this team. I mean, we have to talk about Gareth Southgate and the the way that he has affected this team tremendously. Um. Before him, it was uh, Roy H- Roy Hudson. Yeah, did you see his outfit? In the
0: last game, where the it's
1: it's coming He's home. Coming, I don't so think he, he had, I don't think it was real. Re, really? No, no, it wasn't real. Oh I think, man, uh, Conor I McGregor know, man. is the one who did it first. Yeah, with the I yeah, yeah, it. yeah. But it's not real. It's, it's just the the whole like media social media frenzy that's been going on. Okay. Um, but it's true that his uh, his uh, I, th- I thought he took inspiration
0: trademark. from Conor McGregor, but no, he can't do that. He can't do that. All right.
1: Uh, they may be talking about that like behind the scenes, but he's not gonna go out there in public like that. Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was photoshopped. Yeah, no, right. no it's, of course it's Photoshop. Okay. Uh, but so this guy, I mean, before that, let's talk about the people who came before him. Sam Allardyce, uh, you know, obviously a a, a, a good um mid-table uh, Premier League mid-table coach. Yeah. Nothing more, nothing less. Yeah. Uh, very good at keeping uh, teams uh, away from relegation. Okay. That's it. Before Roy that, Roy Hodgson. I mean, I don't know how this guy was manager for England. <laughs> he he goes from West Bromwich. Yeah. To to England. I don't know what that means. Okay. Oh, oh dinosaur, huge dinosaur. <laughs> before him, who was it before him? They had obviously they had Fabio Capello as well at some point. Yeah. I mean, this guy is like the. He was good in Italy. Dinosaur as
0: well. I think I think they brought him too late. Who well, he he they they Capello? brought Capello? They brought Capello when he was a dinosaur as well. But Capello
1: you know. was such a dinosaur, and he just stole money from the Russian Federation when he was coach with Russia, and oh, yeah. from the English Federation when he was coach uh, with England. Claims, man. Oh, yeah. okay. I mean, just crap, crappy, crappy, crappy. Okay. And recently, actually, <laughs> Sam Allardyce was commenting one of the the England games at the World Cup. Yeah. And he was saying, "Oh yeah, you know, I would have I would have put two midfielders." Two defending... uh, Two DMs in there. I saw that. And then then people were really happy he's not the coach anymore. This is why you're not a coach anymore. Because you do the same shit all over again and you expect a different result. Yeah. If you're playing against a Panama, why are you going to have two defensive midfielders? (laughs) There's no reason for you to have like Dyer and Henderson there at the same time if you're playing against Panama or if you're playing against Tunisia. Yeah. There's just no reason. Gary Southgate has shown that he is ready to bring new ideas He's not afraid to copy other styles that that work around the world. Yeah, and he's just brought fresh ideas. Um, I think he's also much closer with the players, man. Much than, closer, to the, you know, a younger to the younger level. guy. Yeah. Yo, this is the thing, actually. Gareth Southgate. It's been it's very interesting, actually, because he was with Middlesbrough uh, Middlesbrough from 06 to 09. Yeah, that's when I I saw him for the first time, actually, and then from 09 to uh, 2013. He didn't coach uh, 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 like he wasn't really working at least as a first team coach for any uh, any team. I don't know if like between, uh, within this four years he was working on his uh, managerial career, learning no- more techniques uh, and working. He, on He his was craft. actually
0: the England U U twenty one U twenty one, but that was from okay. twenty thirteen to twenty sixteen. Oh, okay, okay,
1: so he has a four year gap yeah. where he was probably learning many more techniques. Okay, um, and like really fine tuning his. Um, um, his coaching abilities, I guess mm-hmm. and so what I there's a good stat that I saw interesting stat uh, 06 to 09 with Middlesbrough. He had a 30% win rate uh, England you to you um, 21. Under 21 he had a uh, 81% uh, win rate Okay, and then obviously he started with England since I think September 2016. He's had a 57% win rate the thing is when you say when you're big up a good point when you say he's much closer to the players the majority of these players he was coaching them with the under 21 oh, okay yeah and this is why they're so close and also uh i mean players like lingard uh dele Alli, sterling uh harry kane these are all like very attacking minded um, Rashford, yeah uh okay. rashford you know attacking minded player also obviously you have players like danny rose uh kieran tripier ashley young as well and i mean walker can play that role but he has a much different role uh, in this team, but they're all very attacking in their nature. If they have a guy like Roy Hodgson or Sam Allardyce, can you just imagine how negative the tactics are going to be? <laughs> These are players who they're modern English players. They have a different style, si- different style of play. Yeah, and the coach has brought new ideas. Um, and they have experience playing with like
0: with big t- teams. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, when you play under Guardiola yeah. or you play under Pochettino. You you can't go back to this old style of, you know, just trying to play the long ball and not having, you know... Yeah, so I think
1: it's just... It's been... um, It's been a tremendous... um, I mean, the the atmosphere has changed. The spirit, the whole spirit around this this English team has changed. The mentality uh, has changed. We, historically, like in the last, you know, I guess decade and a half... You just know that England is going to crumble at some point. Okay. Even recently, more recently when they had, you know, Rooney, Lampard and Jarrett still playing, it was still crappy. I mean, pretty much they they go out in the group stages or um the last 16 they just go out automatically. Also penalty shootout, they always go out. You could see that when they were winning 1-0 against Colombia, they conceded a goal in the last uh, in the in the stoppage time. Yeah. When they they already had made a defensive replacement and Eric Dyer coming to uh, defend to protect for, uh, the lead yeah, for Sterling exactly protect the lead but then they they concede a goal and then you go oh my god is this going to be a repeat again and again and again first half of the extra time Colombia was all over England but they came back and this is something that we haven't seen for from an English team in in more than ten years they came from behind and also all those young players taking those penalties. And winning the penalties. Marcus Rashford taking a penalty. Yeah. Eric Dyer taking a penalty when he wasn't supposed to take a penalty. Apparently it was supposed to be um uh Jimmy Vardy but he was injured. Okay. He comes there. I mean he takes a penalty as well and the goalkeeper Kane, was gaining the second penalty of the game. Yeah. He, he, he I mean Ken is he, just aus- he ice shot cold. it differently and yeah we can talk about like the game. worst hat-trick in, in football history ah, and, like a uh, World right. Cup that okay. he had a couple of games ago okay but he's been a uh, tremendous captain for this team in my opinion um, and Jordan Pickford was amazing as well um, he went the right way four times out of five um, and apparently when he uh, before the first penalty he had like a little sheet he um, that that kind of like indicated him where every player of Colombia yeah, prefers to shoot the ball. Yeah. And obviously Garrett Southgate, um the, the the most recent memory that we have of him actually as a as a football player is, is when he when lost the penalty. Yeah, he missed the penalty, yeah, missed the penalty. Missed the penalty in ninety six. Yeah. And even before the competition, he's been talking about how they have made sure that they prepare for penalties. penalties. <laughs> for penalty scenarios yeah. for the World Cup because Yo, this is a knockout competition. Yep. Uh, I, th- I think a quarter. I, I've seen a crazy stat as well. A quarter of games um, at this World Cup has been decided after the 88th minute. Okay. This is why it's been. A lot of people have been saying that it's the best World Cup to date. Um, and obviously, Spain went to extra time as well with yeah. Russia. Yeah. That went to penalties. Same thing with Croatia and Denmark. Yeah. Yo, you just. If you're gonna be as meticulous no, and, and as possible, and even, and even the
0: number of penalties that have been awarded, awarded dur- yeah. during the games exactly. is, is
1: historic, just because of the
0: VAR and everything else. But but let's 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 talk about the game, man. Let's talk about England, Sweden. How do you see it going? You know, what's your Yo, analysis?
1: Sweden, honestly, I've I've been impressed by Sweden. Um, I didn't I didn't think they were gonna finish first in the group. Obviously, we know that Germany was uh, <laughs> was in that group as well and did yeah. not perform as they should have performed. Uh, I think in my bracket, I put Mexico first and then Sweden second. Uh, I don't know how Sweden ended up being first, but even against Switzerland, I thought that Switzerland was gonna um, have the upper end and, and, yeah. and qualify yeah. and, and knock Sweden out.. Yeah. But Sweden has been like quietly making strides and, 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 and just you know, this like having very disciplined and simple, um uh displays you know yeah they have a system they make sure that they stick to the system very well ms forsberg has been very important for them uh that ford as well uh toy vonan has been really really good uh the defense has been good Grandfist and uh, lindelof and also their goalie has been good even against germany it was tremendous i thought yeah um so maybe Mourinho
0: playing Lindelof over uh paid played off overall oh, get out of here that's a discussion for another day <laughs> right. uh
1: but I don't know man I mean I, logically England should go through but Sweden has also like this mental edge uh, over England that they always uh beat uh they always knock out England in in the World Cup or the Euros they have a history actually um of getting the upper hand um but I I think that this 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 team is very different uh, from all the players that 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 were there before them. So I think they should go through. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if if we didn't like,
0: like you know pulled like a one
1: zero. Yeah, but because we've seen we've seen the the defensive um, how do you say that um, abilities awareness. No, actually, the contrary. Like we've seen how England can be shaky shaky at times you know okay. uh it behind like you know, they were shaky against Colombia uh extra time first half but also uh the the whole game like they were not really dominant like that yeah um so I think that where England will what, what we can say for sure is that this is their their this is the the year when they can actually go very far in the World Cup because they're yeah, playing Sweden right now I mean
0: with all the respect to Sweden yeah and everybody has been saying it it doesn't get much easier than this but, exactly, you know. because
1: after that they will have Russia or Croatia, yeah. and this is where they will have a problem, because what they're missing in this team, I think they have no midfield. I don't think uh, Henderson, Jordan or Henderson or Dier, is a proper or, yeah Dyer either.
0: Dele Alli has been playing deep. I think uh, actually at this I, position, just like De Bruyne, by the way, I think yeah, he,
1: I don't think Dele Alli should start uh, this game. I, obviously, he came back because he's not injured anymore. But I think uh, that Chelsea player uh, loves to cheek. Oh, loves cheek yeah. I think he should get the upper hand um, above Dele Alli. Uh, I think he's more strong physically, mm-hmm. and I think he has more to bring uh, to the English side. It's true that you know, Dele Alli is a very, very good young player, and he plays wonderfully with uh, Kane at Tottenham, uh, and he has a good understanding with uh, with, with Lingard and uh, and Sterling as well, but I, I think that Loftus should get loves the... the up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, for, for me, man, this game... I, I... How
0: I see is it, it's, it's, it's going to be um uh, a really like zero zero boring game where we might go to extra time and, and it will be, be decided you know by like either a set piece a lucky set piece uh, from from either team or it, it will go to penalties just because I haven't seen England being successful in breaking down the colombia defense no. Uh, I think they were not who, who they, did not they, even
1: have James Rodriguez.
0: The, exactly, like uh, Colombia was not was not dangerous offensively because no James Rodriguez. And then at the same time, England, I haven't seen them really tr- successfully breaking down the defense. And and I think how how Sweden has been really organized and strong in the back. I think it's gonna be like a zero zero boring game uh, that's gonna be decided by either a penalty a, a set piece. Or they're gonna go to extra time and penalties. Yeah. Uh. So you know, in this case, I don't know. I don't. I can't predict who's gonna win. But logically or on papers, everybody would say England. I really like the spirit of this England young team. Mm-hmm. Uh. And yeah. Uh, we'll, I. I hope. I, I hope England goes goes through. But yeah, we'll see.
1: Yeah, we'll see. Uh, next game, uh, Russia versus Croatia. Last I game, guess? man. Yep.
0: Last game for this episode. Uh, Russia, Croatia man uh I, I, ha- I have been disappointed by Croatia as well um in in, in, in you know in their la- latest game mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah what what do you what do you think man? I've been
1: disappointed as well I think Denmark uh, actually handed them uh, beautifully and uh, they were lucky to go through uh, because I mean Denmark and, and obviously we cannot talk about this whole like penalty situation um where i think actually both goalkeepers were tremendous uh both uh Schmeichel and um Subasic were tremendous Croatia has to be really really better and make sure they don't waste any chances i mean they have a tremendous midfield in uh Luka Modric and um and uh, even Rakitic and they also have Kovacic who's on the bench um they have a, I think they have a very very dynamic side uh obviously up top you have uh, Ivan Perisic, Manzukic, and then uh, Ante Rebic. Mm-hmm. I think they're very dynamic, and they have a very, very good. Um, they play in a very cohesive manner. Uh, doing... I think
0: I, th- I think all of them. They're really skillful. Yeah, football players, man. Um, either the midfield or the, the people up front. Uh, so good. They, they, yeah, they're really, really good. like a lot of their players. Are just at okay. the high level, they're really comfortable with the ball. Yeah, uh, you can't really shake them down by 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 pressuring any any of their
1: midfield. Obviously, uh, Croatia's best game was against Argentina, but we have to say that Argentina made it really easy for Croatia to dominate. Uh, if you have if you Argentina you're, and you're gonna play five defenders and five attackers with nobody in the middle, uh, and obviously Croatia has uh, Rakitic and Modric in the middle, I mean you're just gonna get ran over. So don 't do that that's like mistake 101 against croatia to like to like avoid completely uh but russia i mean Russia if you see their game against spain yeah they they completely blocked they, out Spain. i mean spain they were really poor, organized
0: really very organized the, the the most the fittest team of the World cup they have been um they they cover the most ground they, they cover the most ground they they just has uh, they, they just have been um Empowered, I guess, by, by playing uh, at home, yeah, uh, with their fans.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've all we've all heard those. Uh, everybody, pretty much, including in Russia, all the football journalists have said that it's the worst time for them to host the World Cup because their team yeah. is so uh, is so bad. But we so haven't seen behind. we, have, we yeah. haven't seen that at all. We have seen no indication of that at this World Cup so far. Uh, so obviously, last game against against Spain, Russia just accepted that they had to stay behind, and um, and be very compact in their defense organization. But they've done this tremendously well. And I think that it's going to be a tough, interesting game against Croatia. Do, do you think Croatia obviously do you think the, Russia
0: obviously is going to play on a counter-attack, just like they did most of their games, uh, and then Croatia going to have most of the ball?
1: Croatia should have most of the ball. Yeah. You should not let... And, and, and Russia, we have to be honest, Russia is not a team who wants to have the ball. Yeah, Russia yeah, does yeah. not want to have the ball. Yeah. Um, and then so, at the same time, I, I
0: don't think it's tactically smart to try to get the ball from Modric and Rakitic no, in the midfield. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, do, do, do you think... Um, how do you see the game going? How, how, who, who do you see scoring first? Who do you, how, what, what do you think about the score? How do you think it's going to end up?
1: I think there's going to be an early goal in this game because I think that um, Croatia will try to go for it as they should. But what Russia does really well is um, when they use uh, Cherichev and, uh, and uh, Golovin uh, in the final third. Uh, Cherichev, Golovin, and Juba, uh, who's yeah. the very tall uh, striker. Yep. When they send those balls um, uh, around the second post, uh, they do that very well. And that's how they can get stunned with a header or whatever. That's Croatia I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, but also, I think that Croatia is also very dynamic. Um, and, uh, there's a good partnership with, uh, Mandzukic, uh, Perisic and Antirabic, uh, in the front. So I see a very early goal from, uh, either a Mandzukic or, uh, a Djuba for Russia, something like that. Um, I think that logically on paper, Croatia should, uh, should go ahead, obviously. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised to see Russia, um... So you think, you think because russia go, who who do
0: you select is gonna, is gonna go through man i take russia i take okay. russia
1: to go through but i think that uh i think i think croatia to go through
0: croatia or russia come on make up your mind
1: no no croatia <laughs> sorry okay, no no, okay. no what i, what I meant what i meant to say is that <laughs> what what they do and this is what they play against uh, spain russia they accepted that they will not have the ball and that they will take it to extra time. Yeah, they know that Spain is going to be very tired after that. Yeah, so this could be another tactic for them: tire out Croatia. Uh, obviously, both teams actually play the uh, extra time. The most recent games. Yeah. Uh, but we've seen that Russia has been very very fit so far. This could be one of their tactics. Uh, don't 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 try to have the ball. So conserve yourself mm-hmm. physically. Take them to extra time and yeah. uh, hit them, hit them when they're not expecting it. I, I
0: think for me, I think Russia is gonna go through. Um and 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 I, and I believe the way they're gonna do it is um really by uh converting one of one uh, one of their uh, either like a set piece or yeah or you know any any cross. I th- I I think they'll be crossing lots of balls yeah. in the box like like they have been doing.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, counter attacking. You know. It's really obvious that Croatia may might have most of the ball, and Russia doesn't want to have the ball. Uh, um, I don't know. I see. I see Russia going through, and the reason also is because I, I didn't. I didn't feel that like the Croatian side was really inspired, uh, especially against Denmark. Yeah. Uh, after their performance against Argentina, I consider them a big team. But then after seeing what Argentina has been, how they have been playing, they made whole, it very the, easy the, the, for them. Yeah. This whole World Cup. I'm like yeah but you know maybe it's because Argentina was a you know it was an easy squad to play against uh, and then when they played against Denmark you know just an organized team yeah. they struggled and I think Russia has been really really organized mm-hmm. this World Cup uh, so I yeah
1: for me I see Russia going through by just one goal difference and Croatia yeah, uh, will really have to wake up uh, after their game against Denmark I will say that Croatia will go through I actually want to see them in the final. Okay. Um, and I think that I,
0: I think for them is, it's a golden generation. They had a, a a previous golden generation, I think, in in '98. But uh, this is all. This is might be a golden generation as well, man. Uh, yeah.
1: So just to recap everything, uh, first game is France Uruguay. I said Uruguay. You fancy said France, France going yep. through. Brazil Belgium. Brazil. We I said both Brazil, say Brazil. So we
0: are both Brazil. Uh, but England I Sweden. I said the. Uh, I think I we said
1: England say? on paper. Yeah, 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 yeah. Quite yep. easily. Yeah. For this Agreed one, I say on Croatia, that. and you favor Russia going through. Yep. All yep. right, man. So, uh, guys, let's see uh, the first game. The first two games are tomorrow, obviously, tomorrow, on man. Friday. We're recording yep. this on Thursday. Yep. Um, let's see what happens. Uh, send us your comments. Tell us who you think is gonna um, is gonna go through, and uh, why is that? Yep. And, you know.
0: Yeah. So, uh, you know. Don't be shy, guys. Follow us uh Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, soccer is life pod uh, on all those different uh, platforms. Yeah. Uh, that was it for the quarterfinals. We're probably going to have another episode before the end of the World Cup as well. Yeah, we'll be uh, back after, the, the, after quarter, the semifinals. Or, quarterfinals, yeah. basically. Yep. So, yeah, man, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, that was it for this episode. And yeah, just peace. Yeah, thanks for your support. Peace out.